0: so uh, today?
1: All right, here we are.
0: Per usual, I'm just gonna <laughs> drop drop a topic. Okay. And today, I a great topic we could talk about for many different reasons is creativity.
1: Ooh, I like that one. I always like the topics that you have, but some when you tell me the word, they really resonate with me, and this one um, very much because I, I've actually stopped to think about the word creativity recently. And, and not that I had this big epiphany or started doing things, but just the idea that, you know, we're always looking for, we spend a lot of time talking about differentiation or, or what makes you more attractive and, and the creativity component is so important. And a lot of times, when I'm thinking about it, it's along the lines of, you know, how do I listen to the customers better and try to identify or understand demand? And then after I do, then the next step for me is to look at Arnold packaging or Arnold automation and the resources and assets that we have. And can, and how can I or can I align them such that we can create supply quickly or easily, meaning it's not a massive pivot from what we're already doing now, which would suggest it's in our lane. So there's a creative aspect of that in thinking about that piece that um, uh, I was actually thinking about that word the other day. And I might have even remembered it or thought, why am I thinking about this word? Because it, it doesn't, I don't know that people apply it outside of certain parts like art or, or things that just seem to have creativity really locked in with, with that type of activity versus another type of activity.
0: Right. And I, I love the topic because it's applicable to any anyone listening in the audience from whether you're a young child and you're creative on the playground or you're retired and you're creative in a in a hobby that you like or whether you're in a business. And you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly right you associate you as anyone listening, plural associate creativity with the arts, but not necessarily with manufacturing or construction. And I was listening to a podcast with a guy from Pixar and he put it so beautifully and it really resonated with me. He said, you know, this creativity is so important in any industry, any organization. It's, it's merely a, a, a matter or a way of, solving problems figuring out solutions to problems and that's so true and you talk about innovation a lot and um you know whether in a, and you can probably speak to this more than i but whether you think innovation and creativity are, are totally different or are, are they very similar uh, Okay, go, we'll, we'll stick to that point, and then I'll move on.
1: Okay, no, no, just I, I think uh, one definition that hit me as you were saying that was if we stop stop thinking about it exclusively by what you were going to – just the idea that it hasn't been done yet, right? So mm-hmm. let's let's talk about creativity, just the idea that it hasn't been done yet, where I think unfortunately, or, or maybe it makes sense, creativity a lot of times would go towards the arts or, or something along those lines versus – Innovation—the word you said—where, yeah, we would talk about being innovative, and I'm not sure if innovation gets put towards engineering or certain types of problem solving. And something else that hit me as you were talking about creativity, sports. You know, I mean, if you think about uh, like basketball is one that comes to mind. Whether it's um, things that haven't been done, if you if you think about uh, skiing and and. Uh, uh, some of the jumping or, or the different moves, skateboarding. Think about creativity. You'd look at a sport like skateboarding, a 360, a 540, whatever are those things that are doing when they're pushing the boundaries. And you might look at that and call that creativity, You know, that type of move or whatever they came up with. You certainly wouldn't call it innovative, though. You know, It seems like that word seems to get put in certain spaces exclusively, where when you switch over, even though if I didn't name them or I didn't tell you and you explain, you'd say, "Oh, that's definitely creativity." And then if I said, "Oh, what I was building a machine," you're like, "No, no, no, that can't be cre- that. Mm-hmm. That's that's innovation. That's not creativity."
0: Right? Yeah. And, and I mean, um, and you talked about innovation being. Creating something new or that hasn't been done, and I think a a lot of it isn't something that's entirely new because what is entirely new? A lot of it is taking uh, an idea that's in another idea of somebody else's or recycled ideas or thoughts or opinions, and then putting some kind of twist on it or nuance. You know, it's it's all about recycling and either refining or making different for the most part, Um, and a book i recently just read by rick rubin's called the creative act i liked it mm-hmm. a, a little bit uh, a little bit woo woo for me and i i say that because I haven't really been interested in the topic of creativity. I I would never stop to listen, for instance, to um, this podcast I listened to about that was headline creativity with the Pixar guy or read the book Creative Act because it wasn't of interest just a couple of years ago because I was always like head down, work hard, grind through it over here. And in another spot I had creativity where they're almost siloed and didn't interact and intertwine and one was more important than the other. I don't. They they are not, they are not, I, I don't even know how I thought of it like that, or if that even makes sense. Right. But that's where I put those two things. And now I find them equally important, intertwining, interacting, and very fluid. So my mindset around it and my interest in it has changed so, so much. And I think one of the things that you hit on is just the fact that it is it is so applicable in any industry. And one one thing I'd really like to get into is um, first two di- two different things, and I think we could split this up into two different segments if you'd like. The first one being, what do you think? Ha- how do you get creative? What are your tools to getting creative? Um, where is that derived from in you? What do you think is important to be able to be creative? That that. Those types of questions. And then on the other side of it is how do you encourage creativity inside of your company? Throughout, I mean, throughout from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the first topic, uh, personally, and your creative approach and strategy.
1: Yeah, I do want to. I want to bounce back quickly to something that you said. <clears throat> you said you were always more head down, and and there are things that we'll talk about on this podcast. The idea of outthinking it versus outrunning it. You know, mm-hmm. I'll say at times where, yeah, you know, what no,
0: the opposite yeah. outrun it.
1: Um, Well, what I'll end up saying is there was no one or the other, but what I'll refer to is I had blown it and there was no opportunities to outthink it. All I could do was outrun it and or outwork it. But I think when I think about outthink, unfortunately, I would only apply or at least, you know, I would be thinking about something that was more academic in nature or I don't know. um, But but creativity would have been a word like when I was trying to quote unquote outthink it. I'm not sure that I would have plugged the word creativity now, which is a total mistake. That's an absolute positive mistake. Um, so back to your question, you know, I don't know that I actually stop to think about it. You know, when I'm in problem-solving mode, right? Whatever the problem is. And it's, and that's the other part, too. It's it's um, it's not like somebody presents a problem. Rarely is someone coming in and sit down and frame it and say, Mick, I have a problem. And I'm like, oh, time for me to put on problem-solving hat. It's not, right? There are any number of things that you experience throughout the day that, could use refinement. Use that word, right? Could use some refinement. Could work better. Could be more productive, more efficient, safer. Like, is a bunch of words that you'd plug in there where there wasn't all of these bright flashing lights that said problem. Now there are some of those that are very, very evident, right? Quality, something went wrong, and I will tell you, you know, we we have a very simple. Uh, problem-solving piece for that. The first thing we look at is process, the second we look at is training, and the third thing we look at is execution. So something goes sideways, whatever, we look at those three. Now, if if we, if we decide that the process is broken, now we're a 90-year-old company, so I will tell you that we've got processes that are really solid. You know, they're they're time-tested and and uh, and proven. But that doesn't mean things don't change. So if we decide the process is off, then there immediately comes into that problem-solving a creativity component, and it's exactly that. Everybody, me included, in the room starts thinking, and and I hope that you know the goal would be, or what I would want to demonstrate and try to foster would be, how do we think about it differently, right? How do we tap into the creative side that says, well, we already know what that looks like. We've already done that. What haven't we done? And, and the other piece that, that, uh, that, that is at play Things are changing constantly, right? It could have been that, well, there's a new technology available, but something in and around us has changed where we can now, we, we now need to know and understand what else is going on in and around our sphere. And there's new opportunities to create because there are tools available that weren't there last time or maybe when we built this process that just failed. The tools weren't available. We, mm-hmm. we did the best we had with the tools that we have. And now what I'm doing is personally and encouraging everybody that's in there, in the room. Um, and we have a a, um, a a continuous improvement process. It is a group of people that are assembled from different parts of the organization, and they sit in a continuous improvement meeting. And you know what we start with? All the stuff we messed up, right? It's, it's a list of things that haven't gone so hot along the way. And that's where the opportunity, I think, presents to really plug into the creativity, but I, you know, as a leader, I need to do a better job of Using that word. Look, we got to get creative here. Right? We got to get creative, and, and I'm not looking for people to pick up their paintbrushes, right? We've got to look at this problem, all the things that have changed in and around it, how we got here. That's one of our favorites. Like, how do we get here again? Like, I, I don't know. I, I actually don't remember how we got here. When you're 90 years old, you have processes that you've inherited. I have literally inherited processes from my from my ancestors that are still in practice here. So I think uh, you know, leadership wise. That word should be much more used and, and even celebrated when you get to those moments and say, hey, we got to get creative here. Like this is this is there's an opportunity to do something bigger, better. And how do we get creative?
0: I think that's interesting and really good feedback for your creative process inside of your organization and that strategy of what that looks like. My question to you is because I think you're one of the most creative people I've met, and I've told you that many times. What does the creative process look like for you as an individual? Now, obviously, you bring that to your organization, but for you, like Mick Arnold, what is your creative process and where do you find that you're able to think creatively? Like, where does that come from for you? How, how do you? And is it something you work on? Is it something you think about? Like, What does that look like for you?
1: I think there's usually a... Uh, there is... Um a, a Stimulus or stimuli of sorts. Stimulus? That, there's a stimulus. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is that how smart people say it? was one use stimulus when they're starting to say something smart? <laughs> Maybe I need to get a better accent when I say, try to, when I think I'm saying something <laughs> smart. Now you'll know all a Oh, He must be thinking he's saying smart. He said stimulus. Um, so usually there's, there's some type of stimulus. Is that better? That's better. That um, that would get me into that mode. Right. And, and I will tell you that I think it's almost always in a problem. I don't know that I have a lot of extra bandwidth or brain time. I wish I did. Maybe I need to work on this, too, to say, you know what? I've got a moment what can I think about that I haven't thought about, right? That would be, that That would almost have, you know, I would picture a writer doing that. I would picture a musician doing that. I would picture something along those lines. And maybe that's my made up story. Maybe they're taking some, you know, some, some broken relationship or some breakup and putting it into a song. That definitely happens. But I would say for me, that stimulus is probably based on, fixing something. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not broken. Maybe it could be better. Maybe I, I've seen, I was looking, I was looking for something and I couldn't find a solution. And that would be like, that would make me think, Hmm, I wonder if anybody else is looking for this too. Maybe there's something to be done. So I would say for me, it's probably based on some type of stimulus and usually it would be something that is either completely broken or I, 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 think I have identified an opportunity or the potential to make it better. And then I would, and then I would say for for me individually, I'm generally tapping all of the things that I have seen. I mean, one of the greatest things about, about my job and being in this industry in general is that when you're packaging things, you get exposure to lots of different industries. I mean, we have 800 customers in general, half of them make things and half of them distribute things. So I'm, I'm usually calling on all of these um, demonstrations that I've seen. I was in the car plant, and they did this. So I, I, I think I am probably pulling on what I'll say now is a, a uh, at my age a forty year history. You know, when I, I started working in the plant, traveled with my dad making sales calls, started making my own sales calls, started to travel, started going to in- shows, industrial shows. I think I'm probably just tapping into all of those things that I've seen along the way. And I would say that's probably where that comes from. And then also having to do the research and understand what's changed, right? That's all past. And maybe there's some great past demonstrated performance that makes sense, but then it's about the entire other pieces, what's different, what's available. So that would have me in the YouTubes and Khan Academies and, and simple Google jumping down what I call the rabbit hole to try to get as much exposure to see if there's a fit or something that's already. Been invented or innovated that makes sense. Created, remember, Mm created is a better word, right? Um, And and I think that's 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 with you catching me completely cold turkey. And and a lot of these, I'm, I'm, you know, we sit here thinking this through, and then we end. We're like, damn, I didn't even know that's who I was. Um, I I would say that, that if I had to sum it up, I believe that's where I get or what pushes me in. I would love to say that I get pulled in. I was like, hmm, I wonder what I'll do. I think I, I get pushed in. And usually there's some type of a, of a stimulus that requires fixing. And that's what would push me into my creativity mode. How about you?
0: I, I would agree with that. Um, and my next question to you, and I will take the ball. But the next, my next question to you was: Is there a particular time when creativity strikes you most often? And what I mean by that is, you will hear so many people talk that I have my most creative thoughts in the shower, or when I'm walking, or when I'm meditating. And it's funny, and I and I, I giggle a little bit because like you and I aren't going to have the time we we. Right now, when we're running businesses and we're in the trenches, like we don't have the time to take a two-hour hike and think. Right. Like, a lot of people are like, "Be bored, sit and think." Like, that. okay, G- love it, love the concept, never happening. Right. So it's yeah. just like it's not <laughs> right. happening. You can
1: imagine so, you sitting—I'll use the proper term—crisscross applesauce in a field. I
0: mean, <laughs> hey, working on your meditating <laughs> is a goal, but that ain't going so well. I, so I, yeah, I, I get it. Now I can say, if we're talking about times where it strikes me. I do religiously, as I talked about before, exercise and run. So, But that's that's not like me taking a two-hour time so I can think. Mm. It's I'm trying to achieve a goal generally. And I find that I do have a ton of thoughts when I'm running, but typically I'm pushing. Like I'm training. I'm not exercising. And I'm working so hard that I actually don't have – Total bandwidth to think because I'm thinking about my workout.
1: Well, let me ask you. Let me interrupt for a second. So I know that you have on a podcast while you're you're training. How much of that do you think is getting in? Because that that was that's a a point too. where you have a lot of stimuli, right? You're training. You're you're tracking. You're 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 paying attention to the quality of a workout that you're getting at that moment but you also have a podcast of some kind mm-hmm. piped into your ears what type of bandwidth do you think is i know that's where you listen to the vast majority mm-hmm. of it and you come into pretty this much yeah and you come into this podcast for example prepared you got an idea and i know that something or i'm pretty sure something has sparked it or at least started that thought and then you probably Thought through it, or continue to add on to, or build around it between when you heard it and when we walk into this room. Yes. So how much do you, how much of that bandwidth do you think is available while you're also pushing your body to to you know pretty stenuous, strenuous strenuous um,
0: efforts efforts? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um. So I definitely. Absorb more when it's less intense. So if it's towards the end of a workout, when I'm just wa- when I'm just walking or cooling down, I'm definitely absorbing more. I do absorb a fair amount when I'm running and pushing, but I'll notice that my mind will wander, and a lot of times I'll have to like something all of a sudden. I'll be three minutes in, and I'm like, "Holy shit! I, I wanted to hear that," and I'll have to rewind. So yeah. it's it's definitely based on intensity, um, and a lot of times I'll find myself r- rewinding back, but. I my my bigger point to this was I have a lot of thoughts but my bandwidth is limited. So I will think of things but I typically don't am not able to completely um, consolidate those thoughts into something comprehensive or understandable until I'm sitting uh, pretty relaxed. And when I find which isn't that often but you know just just uh, sitting or or stand, just doing something more relaxed then they all come rushing in, which is so
1: they're getting in, right? So the answer yeah, would be they're they're getting they in. They are. You may or may not be able to piece them together while you're running eight point seven yeah, miles an hour. I can't can't do both. Right? But, but, like they're, but they're getting in.
0: Yeah, yeah, they are. It's but it's in, and I'm still trying to figure this out. Like if this is what if what I'm saying is actually the protocol or how this actually works. But I do think it's thoughts going through my head. I don't not totally absorb it. And then once I my body calms down. And I have a little time that it's relaxing. All of a sudden, I'm able to consolidate them into understandable think points. Yeah,
1: can it's, I tell you what mine is? Yeah, I'd it's, love to. It's which is very different than it used to be. It's the car, um, and and part of my one of my biggest gripes with the car is it's really hard to be productive anymore. It's so hard because at least in our industry, I know you know construction, they're still. A lot of phone calls and there's a lot of phone conversation that goes on. I will tell you that is virtually gone. I mean, there are some days when I'll be looking for a number in my phone, for example, and I'll look at recent inbound calls. I might not have any for the course of the day, or if I do, it's you, <laughs> right? Right? I mean, and and that would happen because we were somewhere. So that like you were disappointed? No, no, just no. It's you. N- n- you. No, but because it, we're we're rarely apart. <laughs> Normally yeah. I just yell into the office across the way, and I'm like, oh, that's right. We weren't together for eight minutes, and we had to call each other. Um, but the car is is one of those spots, and I will have CNBC on the vast majority of the time. But even then, still, I mean, there's a repetition uh-huh. to there's a repetition to that where you know, <laughs> um, the, but it's the car, and like you just said. I'm not sure if this is, is safe or not, but I'll realize that I don't remember the last X number of minutes of the drive. I'm sure I was on point, but I don't remember the last yeah. 10 minutes of the drive. But the car has become that place for me only because I'm not able to do anything else. I'm not able to answer an email or, or whatever. So the car has become that space. I call it windshield time, and I will try to make some phone calls if I can, but but it's, it's becoming so difficult now that I drive in silence. Um not radio silence because it's on, but I drive in silence the vast majority of time and I'll find myself stringing ideas together there. The challenge is to get them recorded in some fashion so that I don't miss the opportunity to execute or at least investigate them further. If I think I might've gotten onto something.
0: So maybe there is something to that meditative, quiet, taking a, a, and, and I, and I, I think there is, we don't, generally have a ton of time to do something like that but the car is a good example and I've talked about this I think in one other episode I have been conscious not great at executing but not having too much stimulus in my ears too often so striking a really good balance between over consuming but also making sure I have enough time and silence and solitude to think on my own. I do not want to have everybody else's opinions and thoughts. Although, to some degree, just living in the real world, that's almost inevitable. You're getting opinions and thoughts from everybody every day. But I do want to have time to think without things in my ear to generate my own thoughts. And uh, a woman named Cody uh, Sanchez, she's an investor, and I, I, I think she's really smart. And she created something called contrarian thinking. And I don't love that name because it almost makes it seem like you're deliberately being a contrarian and thinking opposite just to think opposite, but that's not what it's intended. It's right, just
1: meaning it's not argumentative or something, if you want to take that in a crazy ass direction. Yeah, it's right. argumentative. Sure. Like, I'm going
0: to debate to debate you, yeah. but it was, it was really just, uh, it's her way of just saying the most brilliant, successful people in her eyes are the ones that think differently. They're not just regurgitating the same shit all the time. And that's really hard to do in the world we live in, especially mm-hmm. when we're so freaking tied to technology. So I have definitely made it a point to try to find, strike a really good balance between over-consuming and creating, to the point where I even had, at a certain point at night, like that alarm that would go off that says stop consuming, start creating, which is you might think it's dumb, but it's just that little reminder, like sure. it's, it's important. Yeah, no, Now, sure. one thing I, I do want to say, so, however, now playing... Evel's advocate. Do it. I can only say, Evel's advocate" from now on. Do it. Evil's advocate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with I do get inspired and motivated when I read or I listen to books that trigger thoughts, like you said, a, a typical, stis, uh, a certain particular stimulus that drives other thoughts. So but I think it's stimulus. Stimulus. Yeah, it's from so the Greek. I, I think that's important. But one reason I really like books in that regard as opposed to a podcast or even a movie podcast movie it's back and forth it's telling you what to think where books you're really left to create your own thoughts and ideas so uh, while you're reading this story you have a lot of freedom to create, like, think certain ways or create the, the, the story around the story. Mm-hmm. Whereas in podcast movies, it's almost telling you, like, this is what it is. So books are really fascinating to me. In that, and that might be why I love them. So, like, it's definitely my favorite. If I could just pick one type of media, I guess you'll call it for the rest of your life. It, it would be just... A hardcover book for right.
1: me. I think the uh, the piece about books, and I never stopped to think about this, is um, they're absent opinion. Like in, if you're watching a podcast, so it's my it, yeah. it's my opinion, and then your opinion, and then yeah. my opinion, and yeah, yeah, your yeah, opinion, yeah. and then my opinion, your opinion. Where certainly books, there's you know, if they're, depending on what style they are, but I I almost have this journey. If I'm thinking about a book, right, it has this journey feel to it, but you have all the art. I use, go back to artistic because I use the word artistic license a lot mm-hmm. in and around our business too. So I will absolutely use artistic license going back to the the point of this in creativity. I will use artistic license to say, I don't know, use your artistic license and guy standing over a six axis robot arm. I'm like what the, what are you talking about? My artistic, what this is a machine, but yeah, no, I absolutely mean it. There's a lot of different ways to get from point A to point B. You just got to teach. That thing, the best way to do it to be most effective. So I like the uh, you know I will use our artistic license, but I have you know the book idea is you know there's a, a loosely formed journey mm-hmm. that the book is Good taking way to you put on, it. and it uh, absent a lot of opinion depending on the type of book that you're depending
0: reading. on the type exactly the, the genre. And um, there's also something so creative about the actual art of writing for me way more than speaking. It's just. For a book I'm reading now, while I love the storyline, I love biographies, and I'm obsessed with the storyline itself. I'm even I'm equally obsessed with the style of the style of the writer. Like I, it resonates with me. It's so beautiful and elegant. I love it, and I know that when I'm writing, I feel way more creative than if. And maybe, for me, my skill set just isn't as much in speaking as it is in being able to articulate via writing. Like right. I, I think if you read my writing, you, I, I think most people would think I was more creative than if they heard me articulate it. I think it's just better. I'm better at that particular skill set. But I also think part of that is when I'm writing, I am just way more I feel like i'm I can get in more of a creative space. And I think it tells so much more. I don't know. I, I believe it can tell so much more about a person and their style and the way they like they they put their words and their sentences together. Like, I'm, I'm so, so interested. In fact, I just bought five books about writing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I completely agree. I, I, I am the same exact person. And I and I will say for a number of reasons, one, because the most one of the most influential people of me in my life was my 10th grade English teacher who I didn't know. I mean, again, I, as I've said multiple times, I was such a moron. Like, I don't I didn't even I was so immature. I don't know. I maybe that's the right word, that I I truly didn't know what I was learning in any number of spots. Now I look back and realize, like we were just talking about with you on the treadmill, it was absolutely getting through. Mm -hmm. I couldn't couldn't take a test on it. I, I, I failed the vast majority of those, but it was absolutely getting through. Whatever my brain was doing with it, it was getting through, but it took me much longer. And I know that when you write, and I'm the same way, I am very intentional about creating the pictures that go with the story by using words. Mm -hmm. And I think in today's world of hyper-video, I mean, everything is consumed by video, video, video. You, you you get to see what somebody puts in front of you in that regard, versus when you're writing and you want somebody to follow. If you're a great storyteller, there's a lot of different ways to tell it. I could tell it to you verbally. Um, I could write it, or I could show you a video of it. And I think each one of those media requires more and or less creativity, right? If I have to do it um, in writing, and you could say speaking might be the same thing, right, just because you don't have any visual aids. But if I'm doing it in writing, then Boy, the the amount or the type of creativity I believe it takes to tell the appropriate story where you are directing the reader through and they are that you want them to feel like they are in that space and that moment with you. And you only have a tool called words to do it. I just think there's a different creativity that's required to do that. And and speaking, I don't know maybe I feel like that's just a little less I don't know why because I don't know you, why either
0: I, but I f- couldn't feel I could not feel more of the same
1: yeah I, but that's wrong right because if I just stood here looking at you and I had to tell you what I did I would have to but I don't know I don't feel like if I was telling you the story verbally I would take as much time as I do in writing to create the visual so that you are on that journey with me and then throw in video hell you see what you see and you figure it out and I have little to nothing you know little little at, if anything to say about what What's going on, or what you're visualizing in that moment?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and one thing for me, and, th- and this has become more prevalent, I w- I would say the last several years, is I have I have this thing, for lack of a better word, that I I will have this creative like moment, or and it it could strike at any time, but usually it's in the mornings. And usually it's when I happen to be feeling really good, just feeling good in my body and everything. And I'm like, I feel so so creative right now and I have this thought and I have to get it out. And it's always via writing. And a lot of times it will come out on LinkedIn post or whatever that whatever that looks like, typically that is it. And I cannot do anything else, at least not well, until I get that out. Like I have to lean into that creative feeling and let it out and I won't do that over anything else even the priorities that need to get done in work and I'm just being honest because until I do that my mind cannot focus on anything else it's very weird but it's such a strong thought and this like feeling of I have to split I have to put this creative opinion or a thought idea on paper before I can move on Right. With anything else, hmm. it's like such a strong urge, and I've told you that before. And you typically are like, "Oh, I," you'll know when that happens. Oh, a lot yeah, of times sure, you'll Be like, sure. "Oh, I see what you."
1: Yeah, I've gotten bad about it. I I need to get I need to create that time and be and be uh, more intentional because there are some things that have happened recently in business that I absolutely wanted to share. One was an a uh, you know an e fraud event that we had that uh, uh, which I will write about. But I I, I And I really want to tell that story, and I know that I will be incredibly creative in trying to tell and articulate um, that experience and the takeaways from it, and not so much that I'm just, you know, blasting my opinion or or not giving any room for thought. It's a little more factual in nature, so it probably should be that Mm -hmm. way, but... I've definitely lost some of that. I will say that I am taking that, though, and conveying it into work. I mean, we're doing and looking for new opportunities. And and there's things that we are getting into that we haven't approached before. But it's right back to what we started the talk with was a customer asking a question or saying, huh, would it be easier if if someone did that for you? That doesn't seem to be what you're really good at. And then there's a creativity piece where I come back with our team and say, I found a situation where this customer is doing this. Now, what would it look like if we attempted to do it for them, uh, kidding is something that I'll, I'll pick right where customer just isn't as good at it. We're gonna we're gonna create a finished good or deliver it more complete than just flat this or unassembled that. That's a that's a would sound like creativity could sound like a really weird word to use there, but it absolutely positively is.
0: Mm-hmm. And and I've certainly I, I think I've gotten more creative as I've gotten older, although a point you made is about being creative in sports and being a soccer player. I probably was very creative. I mean, the way you see the field and the pitch and um, certain plays developing and that's, that's all great creativity, but I didn't associate being creative, even though as part of a soccer player, that's very much so. I mean, the little flicks I would do and uh, just that was one of the things I, I I always did as a as a forward that received the ball with their back to defenders. I would also flick the ball off, spin out like those. Those were all creative thoughts, mm-hmm. but I didn't necessarily associate that with creativity at the time. So maybe I was more creative than I give myself credit for. But where I was going was, I I try to think, okay, how do you develop? If somebody's like, okay, I, I don't believe I'm the most creative person, how do I become more creative? And when I sit back and think about why I think I'm more creative now than I've ever been, I think a lot of it has to do with two different things that I can tie it to. One, and this is creativity inside the business, I would say the more you know, and the more wisdom you have, and the more experiences you have, you're just able to be more creative because you can connect dots that you once could not connect. So I'm able to see something and pull from a lot of different directions and a lot of different experiences now and come up with a creative solution where if you have someone new in my business and I've said this before, they're like, how did you even think of that? I've thought of that because I've had so many of these experiences. So just by default of being a little bit older and wiser and having more experiences, I do think that lends its hand to the ability to be more creative. Would you agree?
1: I do. Uh, yeah, because I talked about connecting those dots. Remember, you asked me early on, and I was talking about being fortunate to be in the in the industry for such a long time, 800 customers doing lots of different things, half making, half distributing, and then each of them having all these incredible nuances to their businesses that I just got to go from place to place and observe along the way. So I absolutely Positively agree And, and and that's interesting too though just in that think about back to your childhood, right? So I mean would that be to suggest that when you're younger and you don't have those experience that you're only limited to certain types of creativity. Like I would watch the girls, you know, and they would, and and their demonstrations were trees and birds and whatever they had experienced in their very short lives because they were, you know, six, eight, 10, 12, Brooke, an amazing artist. But but what she knew was what she had experienced and had the ability to grab a paintbrush or or a pen or a, a pencil and tie that together. So interesting that, I don't know. I mean, um, I, I was never, I, that creativity wasn't there for me as a kid. Now, I, I was, I had the same outlets. I'll give you a case in point. Everyone considers Patrick Mahomes, for example, creative, whether it's throwing the ball underhand, the look away. Basketball strikes me that way, you know the different dunks or, or whatever these different things are. Uh, but but just thinking back to my childhood, where I still to this day can barely draw a stick figure, so that type of creativity is not what I am capable of. I don't I don't assimilate information that way and put it back together like somebody that would truly be considered an artist. My art would have much more of a problem solving see the shortest distance between two points and be able to wrap my creative brain about solving that, pulling in from all of those influences, but not nearly able to do it in what one would consider a very traditional creativity way, like Pixar or like art or like all of those things. And my, I don't know if that's just um, chemically how it's put together. Or if it was the early demonstrations that I had, and I didn't get a chance, or I didn't, you know, I didn't work that muscle, so it atrophied early, and I'm, I'm just not. Unless sort of spending a lot of time, I'm not going to get a chance to build that muscle.
0: Yeah, um, I agree with your thoughts, and actually, I will debate myself on the other side of the table because while I do think I've become more creative because gotten older, more experiences, everything I just said. I think when you're younger, you have the ability to be very, very creative because of what you don't know. And so you are not jaded and uh, your your thoughts aren't necessarily formed by all of these external influences. You have less of them and thus you are able to think more for yourself. And actually in the book by Arthur Brooks, Strength to Strength, he argues that you are way more creative and 90, I don't know how what he said, 90 to 95% of innovation is done before you're in your 30s. And once you get to midlife, 40s, 50s, you have to, you should rely more on your wisdom and not your innovation. So he would actually argue the exact opposite of what I just said. I think there's truth in both. Me too. I I really, the more I think about it, there's totally truth in both.
1: Well, I think he also too, he, I believe he argues something, I argue, so that's a goofy word here, but I, I think he suggests heavily that there becomes an inelasticity along the way too right the the inelasticity of thought or which then limits creativity and I think one of the words I would use in there was predisposition when you're mm-hmm. younger you know you haven't been predisposed to any number of things that would shape that you literally know what you don't know therefore you don't know what you don't know and
0: you're not it's, and therefore it's not a, it's not a barrier Absolutely. right you don't even
1: consider it a barrier because you had no idea you shouldn't be doing it you're like oh I, I didn't know but well no one else has done that and you're like well I didn't know that nobody else had done that so it didn't even occur to me that it couldn't be done. I just did it. And and that's that's how a lot of great things happen.
0: It, it is. And there's something to be said about being naive and cavalier in that you're not afraid to take risks. And thus that allows you to be a little bit more creative. And that's something I think you and I have at least done a fairly good job of, of not losing that, of not trying to be like we, we are older and we have obligations. And do we have to be smart? Of course. But I never want that to to lessen our creative spirit, our ability to take risks and just get in there. I mean, we live one life, so not be totally irrational, impulsive, but have a little bit of both.
1: Well, flexing that creativity for both of us is a solution for boredom or anything that would feel stagnant or stayed or so flexing that creative muscle. And, and I will say, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to backtrack on some things I've said too where my comment was well I feel like there's a stimulus that generally has a problem to be solved not always sometimes the problem that you and I will solve is boredom you know we've talked about having to be careful about being too impulsive or uh, not having a governor on anything, or be, or or uh, you know, n- no one keeping an eye on the store because both of us are doing the same thing. I would say that there is a definitely a piece of um, creativity that is driven by avoiding boredom. So or I, I want to change that. State. Can I
0: change that word? Sure. Because boredom would suggest that we have the time to be bored, which people. Also, a lot of people would suggest you should have the time to True. be bored.
1: Is complacency better? Uh,
0: no, I would. Well, I, I don't think that's the case either. I think uh, monotony might be a better word. Okay, like I, I for me, I'll speak on my behalf. Yeah,
1: because you're working your yeah, because you're working your ass off doing the same thing over and
0: uh, over again, which tirelessly is, and yeah. many many hours. Like I I I always say I cannot remember the last time I was bored and I would enjoy experiencing that and probably it probably is good for your creative process that's a great point I know when I'm in my business and we're particularly transactional for a long period of time and this is very this is very monotonous and laborious and I'm not feeling creatively inspired at all by this that's when I need to just do something totally sometimes a little bit irrational because I'm like I need to just inject infuse this creative thing in here right? because I'm I, this is driving me insane.
1: And sometimes it's physically, right? I mean, there are times where we will just physically go somewhere or break the bounds and the barriers. For me, that's a sales call. I think that's part of where that comes or from. Or travel. Yeah, like travel. That, that's
0: actually great. Like, I think travel and culture, what a wonderful way to spark creativity. Yeah.
1: Smack your perspective around oh for a second. Like
0: for, for young kids, I mean, there is nothing better than just from as early on as you can, just traveling with them, taking them places, experiencing culture, people. I just think for the creative process, what could be better?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, all those, I think that's back to what we've already talked about too. All of those life experiences, I think you could plug the word perspectives in there where you're thinking about all of those different things that you viewed and, and, Getting a chance to sit back and watch the perspectives of other people when you travel to different places and you see different socioeconomic situations, whether it's local, like you don't have to go that far. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you want to shake it up. Go to Baltimore City. Like you can find anything you want to find just 10 miles from here in any type of, of situation. But then go a little further, go a little further where you start to get into different cultures and, and you start to, to lay in hundreds or thousands of years of how things got the way they are. And just by virtue of being different, you're going to learn a lot. It's going it's to gonna snap you out of the monotony and and, um, and, and certainly change your, your your view for a moment. It may not change your worldview, but certainly going to open you up and, and break that monotony.
0: And, and I know there's only so much we can do inside the education and school system. I mean, you have to have some kind of structure, of course. But just just a, another another reason that, you know, our, our, our typical structure of school where it's, it's kids sitting in the same classroom with the same kids and the same teacher for a year. Like talk about lack of, of, of supporting or uh, any kind of creative process. I mean, it's just it's missing. Yep. and I don't know how you fix that yeah right? we,
1: and we and at some point we have to get on to education because I, I need I need to I need to talk about it okay and, and we, we will we can't go today. down that.
0: we're all yeah we can't go down that No, no no, no, no. but that, just that's just a, a comment now another thing I will say because I said I had two so one was um, just being wiser more experiences the other way I think I reason I think I'm I, I don't know I, I don't know I don't want to keep saying more creative because then I just went back and said maybe I was more creative as a kid I have this is a way I think that I have been able to improve or enhance my creativity is being around people and deliberately intentionally putting myself around people and surrounding myself with people that think bigger Mm -hmm. you are one of them and when you think bigger and your lens gets broader and your world gets just larger You are able to have so many more creative thoughts, and and you could look and say, "Well, duh, Brett, that makes sense," but not a lot. Not I don't think that's something people always associate is. Why? Another reason to put myself in places where there's just people that are way more successful, however you want to define success, than I am. That are thinking so much bigger. You know, I have a one million dollar company. This person has a hundred million dollar company. Like, let me sit in that room. Let me make an effort to be there because they are thinking bigger. And when your world gets larger, you can think so much more creatively. Like, think about it. Your your lens is not more. If if you think about it, if you um, equate it to photography. It's like having one lens and one angle and only one type of lighting, right? Open that up and all of a sudden you have this whole new creative world and ability to capture photos in so many different ways. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I... I, I. Completely agree, and I think we were talking about this last night too. We had the you know the good fortune to attend a, an event that had a lot of great people in it.
0: Pr- well, let's just call it what it was. It was all CEOs. Yeah, That's it was, what it, it was. It was, it, was the, the, yeah, CEO, it was the brightest
1: CEOs of the Baltimore area. Yeah, which
0: were I mean, you're talking um, big banks, BGE, yeah. like Our, was,
1: Secretary of Commerce for Maryland. Yeah, yeah like yeah, but, big. Yeah, uh, Hopkins uh, in the room. I mean, you could
0: just go on on and on. Yeah, the,
1: the, the, the challenge for me in this is that I. I find so much of that to be surface. You know, I would love I loved, I'd, I'd rather have 2 hours with 4 people than then you know than then 20 minutes with 300 people where you're flying by, you're catching a name tag, you're tying something together, but it's so surface. You know, the the people that are that are thinking bigger, right? I mean, there's 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 a, a saying about skating to where the puck is going, right? There's another one that we used around here that says, be there waiting for the puck. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the people that I want to spend time with, and the people that have figured it out such that they're not just skating where the puck's going. They're actually waiting for it to catch up um, right now with, with the movement of, of AI and some of the things that are going on there. there. There's some individuals that you know 10 years ago were working on this, and I, I believe in this moment that with what AI, for example, has presented, those people were there waiting for the puck, whether it was, you know, chat GTP or, or some of the other ones, chat GPT, you said GTP, GPT, sorry, right, these are, those are easily. See, um, every
0: time I have to call it out because you don't, you don't, you don't have the dyslexic nature that I have, I feel like. I'm not actually dyslexic, but I feel like I say things in a dyslexic way a lot, like Devil's Advocate, the Evils, whatever. It
1: was only Devil's Advocate though, and I think that's because you're—that's for you. You're so excited at the next word. Heat Seeder. Heat Seeder is an easy one.
0: I always say Heat Seeder. And my
1: mother, my mother, I know you're listening, Mom. Listen for this one. It was um, uh, Pot (laughs) Croc. <laughs> where you go, Diana so, Podcroc? I know you're laughing out loud. My
0: right my now. point was, <laughs> I have to call you out because it doesn't happen that's often. Cool. That's fair. It makes myself feel better. I I'm kidding. I, 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 I mean, got to drag you down to my level.
1: You're so excited about the next word you're going to say. I think you might mail in the one behind uh, every once in a while. I
0: like. I like. You gave me an excuse. You're that's, welcome. Yeah, thank and you. you're
1: welcome. That's right. That's what a great teammate does. Yeah, I know. And you cover for my ass constantly. <laughs> anyway, um, so that I think that's the part where I, that, that's the thing that bums me out. Just not being able to spend. You know. Some of that quality time, and actually listening to the story and the buildup, and and uh, and by the time you know some of those news outlets, by the time you get the story, it's been so distilled or diluted or whatever. We talked about opinions coming from everywhere that, uh, man, I just want to take the time to hear the story myself and then disseminate the truth into what I think about it. And then that's also a big driver of creativity and like, well, there's five ideas that I never thought about just because you're from a different sphere. What can I do with that in my sphere? How can I make that relevant, get better, be better? And all of that piece in is, um, is all about that creativity.
0: Yes. And on that same topic of going to networking events and only being able to say how's the weather how's your vacation there's there's a whole podcast, and I suggested this at some point. We do it on the value in – and this is probably throughout the duration of your career when it's most beneficial to go to networking events versus having one-on-one mentors versus having two to three uh, conversations with two to three in, uh, people more intimate. Like when, what is best for you in the trajectory – throughout the trajectory of your career? Because I, I have a very um, – I have a lot of thoughts on this because I've done all of it a lot. But the best part of the networking is meeting the people and then following up with two or three people and having those conversations. That, that's the only way to get any any depth at all. Yep. I would like to end on one last topic because I mentioned it and I don't want to skip over it, is how to encourage creativity within your teammates, in your organization, and do it effectively. So
1: let's let's assume you know. So a great takeaway from this would be to be proactive or preemptive with your creativity. Why do we have to wait till something's broken to you to flex our our creativity muscle in fix mode? How do you preempt or, or or how do you get out ahead and be creating as a team? Right? I mean, a lot of times what happens here is I do feel like. That at times I am the exclusive chief vision officer, and I don't want to be the ch- I don't want to be the only chief vision officer. I want everybody here to be a chief vision officer. So I think there's any number of of uh, of things that can be done. I mean, and you have you know teams are are uh, you know our. In and around my directs, my oldest direct report is 62 years old. And, and that, you know, that weaves its all the way down to emerging thought leaders who were exposed to at 23, right? So there's 40 massive years. So the one thing I would say is, you know, how do I get, how do I do a better job of getting all of those people with their different perspectives? That's a word we talked about, which would be would be very uh, important to creativity. How do you how do why aren't we doing more creating on the front together, right? Don't wait for me to be chief vision officer and come back and say, I think I found a a, a demand component in the market. Now, how do we create supply? I mean, I, I think the way to do that or that we could do a better job would be to much more be more preemptive with that. What did you see? What did you see? You know, we've got a sales organization of 12, 13 people that are doing what I just discussed and described. They're out calling on and interacting with those 800 customers that I talk about. You know, how do we do a better job of preempting the creativity. And who knows, we will probably even solve some problems before they become problems if we get out ahead of it. And we're using all the things we talked about today, right? We talk about perspective. We have a saying around here that um, you need someone to watch your blind spot because we're so leaned into what we do. And that's why that perspective is important. So I think a, a better way, I mean, certainly when it does get to the reactive problem solving part, I think we have a process in place, you know, but, but unfortunately that has a feeling like shutting the barn door when all the chickens are out, right? That's, that's, you, know, you have to do it. You know, you got to catch a couple of chickens before all of them are out. But I think being more preemptive with the cre- with the creativity and you know creating a forum or a format or a place where you would be preemptive and be talking about those ideas and and I feel like at least here we wait or we, or we are stuck waiting, not we wait. We are stuck waiting for me in a lot of those situations to come back as the chief vision officer and put something on the plate for us to pursue versus having all of these tentacles out, right, and having these massive nets cast where all of these different vision opportunities are presenting, and then we have this multitude of things to choose from and that we could talk about and, and decide to leverage or not leverage. But I think you know Arnold Packaging and Arnold Automation would be better if we would be more preemptive in that and not relying on leader, founder to be the exclusive chief vision officer. I think that's something that we could do a better job with.
0: Which is really interesting because recently we've been talking about this. A lot of CEOs have actually... Um, hired CEOs in their place, retired as CEOs, and become chief vision officer exclusively. Is that a word? I didn't uh, know if that would... Maybe, but I mean, they, I think they've called themselves something else, but so Ridgers, and, and that, I think that's possible if you don't have all the CEO. <laughs> like, I would love to do that, yeah. but I have a CEO, <laughs> like, right. uh, responsibility. You have a job. <laughs> yeah. So. Me too. Uh, so let me, Um, I, I do... While I think what you suggested is possible, I want to push back a little bit because this reminds it because simply because of human nature. And here's what I mean by that. It's just like when something tragic happens in your life or your health declines and then all of a sudden you become healthy or like you have all this gratitude once is something tra- And the question is always when something tragic happens. And I, I, I don't finish all my sentences always because I, I want to move on to next the next one. one. Yeah,
1: right. I was right. I nailed that.
0: Yeah. So because I've been listening to myself and I'm like, I said half the sentence. I know what I mean, but I, no one listens. <laughs> Does so, and and I the question is: Does something so tragic? Do you have to hit rock bottom to all of a sudden have this insight? And the and some people are like, Yeah, I, I think you do. I think that is human nature, and there's nothing you can do about. It. And in this particular instance, I'm not sure that we are going to, for the most part, be proactive and creatively thinking. You know why? Because we have so many challenges, immediate challenges at hand to solve, like. Ideally that sounds great. I think you could keep it up for a couple months, but is that can, is, can that last? I think I think it can. I think mm-hmm. it's possible, but I think you would have to be so utterly uh just committed and diligent to that practice, which I think is very hard. Do you
1: mean as an individual though? As an individual? Uh, probably
0: all of it as an individual or a company? Even. I
1: like, I like only say that because I think I mean I what I'm what I'm getting ready to do is agree with you completely. I I completely agree that from as an individual, it's virtually impossible just from a, a simple bandwidth perspective. I, I, I would like to see, or I think there's a, a smart test trial to be done to say, all right, so wait a minute. One can't do it because of bandwidth. But what if you brought a bunch of people together? Could you compress the time frame that it took? I mean, why do you have to get smacked upside the head to do something different? Boy, if you could get out ahead of it and say, well, I've identified this as, I mean, why should I have to have a heart attack to lose weight, right? And that, how do you get out of... Having to have this smacked upside the head feel to to encourage right or different, uh, unless you simply don't know, right? And that that's a different thing. But I do know that if I don't make good eating choices, I'm going to put my heart at risk. doesn't mean I'm going to make that choice. But how, maybe the, the real challenge here is how do you stop waiting or how do you get away from getting slapped upside the head to get out and try to preempt some of this?
0: It's hard. It I, I think the Pixar guy referred to it as the brain trust meeting or something along those lines. Um, So that's one thing. And then I think the other thing that is more manageable, feasible in just the everyday business life that we lead is making – creating incentive or being the type of leader that – Supports creativity, listens, and actually um, rewards. And I'm not sure, you, you know, if you have a particular boss where people are afraid to debate or have um, varying uh, opposing opinions or come to them about something. You know, that that's not going to inspire creativity yeah. of any anti, type.
1: And, and, and actually anti at that particular moment, right?
0: So I look at you and I, and I think we're very responsible for, you know, I, I can sit here and say, I have all, you know, all the visions and creativity. And to be honest, I I do just much like you, I do think I am the visionary and having majority, almost all of of this, the big pictures and like the creative ideas. But I have to look at myself and say, maybe— and I believe this to be true. I do not. I I do not, at least outwardly. I think I want creativity, but I'm not sure I um, articulate that or show that or demonstrate that to my employees as right. much as I should be. Yep. Like I, I think it's you know if I have the idea, a lot of times they're. Um, I, I don't want to say they're going along with it. Of course, some they they speak their opinion, but I I, I don't know. Do, I don't think I am very good, probably as good as I need to be, of inspiring that creativity or letting them know that I want to hear it and I will certainly um, take it in and listen and we can collectively come to creative um, outcomes. But I I need to do a better job, and I think a lot of that is the responsibility of the leader because if you don't give people the courage and the incentive and the reward to think creatively – it's one thing to think creatively but then bring it to the table because without that it, it, it does not come into fruition
1: yeah.
0: then we have nothing
1: well cl- listen clearly we're not getting it right I just told you I feel like I'm the lone chief vision officer so clearly it, I'm not getting it right you know, you're we're not, not the only creative not, person w- at Arnold w- Packaging without by far no yeah. and that's that's the other part right I mean w- some could argue that I'm not you know not nearly as creative as many, many others. And what does it take? or you know what do I need to do differently, better to make sure that they are at the table creating? And if it's knowledge, you know but just say that some of them are not creating the way. That I would like them to or or me embracing that vision or creativity, maybe they haven't quite gotten to the point in their career where they are connecting the dots, which would make them that much more valuable. But that that is part of it. So
0: that is part of it. Like it's harder like where with the younger employees sometimes to bring the creative to the table because they don't understand enough. To be able to do that where it's going to be really impactful, positively impactful for the company. but there's got to be other ways, right? There's got to be, and i don't I don't know necessarily what that is. I, I'm thinking about it now. like yep. it's it's definitely something I'm thinking about, okay, how do I generate a different culture where everyone really wants to be? creative and not not at the detriment of their what their responsibilities are cuz that's what you risk is like let me get really creative let me redo this system or this oh, yeah. and it's like
1: we've had we've each had those employees we have right? and We're, they're no longer
0: here that's right so you got to get the job done and get the job done well but there is also the opportunity to bring creative things to the table right. that are really um, p- impactful yeah. for the company. How do you so. weave
1: that in from an evolutionary perspective, right? Because the revolutionary stuff you just talked about where you have someone individual comes in with a little bit too much change, you know, how do you encourage that such that you weave that into the evolutionary process where you are getting the job done, you're still delivering for your customers, right? You're still doing all the things you need to do, but you also have woven that creativity into your evolution. Right. right. That's it what can't Wright, be
0: disruptive. That's what
1: right would look like. Yeah. yeah. That would be revolutionary, right?
0: Yeah. So I I think we'll end on that. I I believe we both have that to work on. Definitely. And it's something that we should be talking about. And if we find that we are figuring out ways that it it does look like it's helping, we should talk about that. Because I think other managers, CEOs, uh, people in executive positions probably have the same The same challenges and thoughts and and want to find a way to encourage that because it's so important inside an organization. I got
1: to find a way to have 75 chief vision officers. That's what I'm going to work on. Okay. Without being um, disruptive or distracting. That's right. How do you weave that into the evolution? Yep. That's what we'll do. Okay. All right. I love it. Good one. More actions. We figured it out on the fly.
0: Cheers. Cheers.
1: Thanks, Tommy.